Welcome back to the show, baddies. It's time to jump into our new season of Be A Better Baddie. So if you are new here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Every week, I'm going to come out with a new episode for you to listen to. And at the end of that episode, you should feel empowered to embrace your power, increase your confidence, and overall live your best life. And, you know, I like to sprinkle in a little messiness here and there, but not too much, though, because that's not what we're about. So I am Quanisha, your host, your coach, teacher, and fellow baddie. And this is Be A Better Baddie. All right, my sugar honey iced tea babes. We are back in at um, And today we're talking about self-love. So if you listen to the past, I think it was five or six episodes. I talked about ABCs for baddies, which in every single episode, I did five to six letters from the alphabet and each letter represented some pillar of what it means to be a better baddie. And a big pillar of the Be A Better Baddie community is self-love. If you are an OG listener, I'm sure you can agree the theme of self-love is threaded into every single episode that I do because foundationally, that is how you become the best version of yourself. You love yourself. You accept yourself. So today I do want to do a deeper dive into the concept of self-love and I'll be talking about the following things. A general overview of what self-love is, the misconception of self-love, the benefits of practicing self-love, how to cultivate self-love, and then finally some challenges you'll face on the journey to self-love. So feel free to take some notes, grab a drink, grab a snack, get comfy, and let's jump straight into it. So what exactly is self-love? This is my definition interwoven, interwoven, woven <laughs> with some um, research. So self-love is the genuine appreciation, acceptance, and care we have for ourselves. I feel like love, the word love itself is typically super inflated and it, it requires you to overlook things and just be so happy all the time, right? But that's not, that's not real. That's not real. If you think about like love with other people, you accept them for their flaws. You appreciate the things that they are and the things that they do. And you genuinely care for them. Um, Self-love is about recognizing our worth and treating ourselves with kindness. This is a big one. Well, all of it's big. All of, all, all of it's big. But recognizing your worth and treating yourself with kindness. Like how many of us actually recognize our worth? Okay. Um, treating yourself with kindness, compassion, and respect. And I think, okay, I said the last thing was really important, but I think this is the most important, the most important part of self-love. It is an ongoing process. You don't just hit self-love peak. You don't just climb the mountain, hit the peak, and you just straight chilling from there. No, there's valleys and peaks, right? You're going to keep going up and down because you are constantly evolving as a person. So it's an active process to keep nurturing your well-being, both 
mentally and emotionally and i mean and physically too like our bodies change our mindsets change everything's changing so are you going to be there for yourself at all times and give all versions of yourself the kindness compassion and respect that yourself deserves and i think self-love is very it seems superficial right you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like yeah i love you and it's so much more than that right it's when you look at yourself in the mirror and you haven't met the expectations that you set for yourself or you haven't reached a goal that you wanted or you're just not where you want to be in life it's about looking at that version of yourself where you are and saying i'm so proud of you I know exactly how we got here, or I don't know how we got here, but this is where we are. And let's just, let's just work together. Let's, let's get a plan going. It's like talking to another person, right? Let's work together. Let's get something going. Like we can make it through this because the longest relationship and the most important relationship you'll ever have in your life is the one with yourself. So let's get into some misconceptions, which I kind of already started talking about some, but let's jump into some misconceptions about this radical idea of self-love. One big misconception is thinking that you are only deserving of love when you are perfect and that when you don't display perfection, you don't deserve it. Instead, you should be thinking, I am kind to myself when I stumble, fall, discover a new flaw while I'm learning and growing from my mistakes. Self-love is going to embrace your imperfections and acknowledge that they are a natural part of being human. If your child is not perfect, you do not love your child any less, right? You understand that you yourself are not perfect, so you cannot place those expectations on any human right so think about how you view other people and you still love them despite their flaws because we all have them and you just like hmm you're still deserving of love so tell yourself that you are not perfect you may be bossy but you're not perfect but you still love yourself that that was me to me um another misconception is that self-love is narcissistic or selfish i've i i have preached that you need to be selfish and i still believe it right self-love isn't about prioritizing ourselves at the expense of others it's about recognizing that you can't pour from an empty cup you need to be selfish you need to sit back fill your own cup up okay Take care of your own needs because then you're better equipped to show up for others and create healthier relationships. So if you don't love yourself, you don't really love other people. Per. Anyways. Um. Yeah. I think that just the these misconceptions about self-love come about because just the idea or the word or the concept or the actualization of it is kind of radical right especially coming from I think in our generation it's not radical but processing it and actually doing the work that it requires and removing just removing the superficial level 
or like cover of it and like actually digging deeper into the concept I think that is the part that's kind of like, whoa, that's kind of new, right? It requires you to actually look at yourself, be honest, and accept your most pure self. I've been in a lot of spaces where people people put themselves down and it's like, I hate, I self-deprecating jokes are okay, but not too much though. Like all the time, like, okay, sometimes I'll be like, wow, that was so dumb of me. How could I not realize that that was stupid? okay, cool. You get it. You, you move on. But there are some spaces or some people that make it their personality to put themselves down. And I hate those spaces and I don't like being around those people. And generally I'm kind of like an outcast in that space because I like to hype myself up. I mean, the name of this podcast is be a better baddie. You're already a baddie. There's the, the base level is baddie. That's it. Okay. If you don't know what a baddie is, go back and listen to the episode of what it is to be a baddie because it's more than just the physical stuff. Physically, yes, of course. But mentally, emotionally, spiritually, yes, it's giving baddie. So being a better baddie is just leveling up from there. That's the type of person I am. And it's easy to not show up. It's easy to not show that love to yourself, right? Because generally we have a a bias towards negativity in our society and a big part of it is that's how a lot of us were just raised that's how we that's how we just how we are as people right i saw this quote in an article from psychology today and it says growing up with not enough acceptance and too much shame we may cling to our shortcomings past failures and poor decisions we minimize the good things about ourselves and our positive qualities And I think that that's also just, I think now, because if you think about it, like there's always how to do this better, how to improve this, how to do this. And I am guilty of it, right? I be a better baddie. Yes, baseline is baddie, but I'm saying you can be better in some kind of way. I'm saying I can be better in some kind of way. So I am in a way still clinging onto those shortcomings or trying to figure out how I can be better in some kind of way instead of just relaxing and accepting the good but sometimes that becomes too much right you start to just cling on to all the negativity all of that and you make that your entire being and that's not what we are doing so all that to say that self-love should not be a radical idea because you yourself baseline is great you're you're awesome you're not perfect you're great and i i'm never gonna say anyone's perfect i'm not perfect so anyways let's jump on to the benefits of practicing self-care i mean the benefits of practicing (laughs) self-love let's start with the most obvious um self-love is going to enhance your mental and emotional health so obviously when you are kind compassionate to yourself you have a more positive inner dialogue so it's less of dang like why did you do that versus dang i was so busy today like i forgot to do that thing 
let me make time to do it now. So it's more of that positive self-talk. It's less of that self-criticism and that negative self-talk. When you start to say nicer things to yourself and believe nicer things about yourself, it's going to boost our self-esteem and our confidence, which is going to just give us that more positive outlook on life, you know, kind of be like, yeah, what can I do? It's kind of like the power of yet, putting yet in your statement, right? So it's not, oh, I can't do a pull up. Now you've just ended it, right? That 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 is closed off. You will never be able to do a pull up. Now it's, I can't do a pull up yet. Meaning there is time for me to do it. I can get it done and I will get it done. Secondly, self-love is going to empower us to set healthy boundaries and prioritize our self-care. So you're getting to know yourself. I think I I forgot to mention this. Self-love is getting to know yourself, getting to know who you are as a person. So you get to recognize your own needs and you're going to honor your needs. Doing that is going to stop you from getting exhausted, like prevent burnout in a sense. I don't think you can ever prevent burnout a hundred percent, but you can at least help alleviate it. So this means taking time for your own self-care activities, like engaging in your hobbies, practicing mindfulness, um, hanging out with friends, anything that is going to replenish your energy and help you feel more fulfillment and balance in your life. So again, self-love, This is empowering us to set those boundaries and prioritize our self-care, which are things that we typically don't do because we want to be there for other people. Okay. Next thing we're going to do with self-love, our next benefit, is going to strengthen our relationship with other people. You know the saying, hurt people, hurt people. And also the saying, birds of a feather flock together. So this is where I'm going with this. So when we love ourselves, we naturally attract healthier connections, right? If you see somebody glowing and you see someone happy, you see someone just really showing up for themselves, it makes you want to do the same thing, right? It's kind of like, oh, I need to do this because we are, what is it? Okay, so in ABCs for baddies, I think W was for watch the company you keep or either C was the company you keep. The company you keep influences you and the things you want to do, the feelings you feel, the thoughts you have so much more than we think because we love to say like, I'm not easily pressured. Like I am my own person. That is all very true. You are your own person, but you tend to reflect those people around you. So by showing yourself the love that you deserve, you're going to attract healthier people and have more fulfilling relationships with those people because those healthy people are, are also showing up for themselves, loving themselves, putting in the work for themselves. So it just becomes a more uplifting and supportive community all around. Lastly, what I'm going to say is self-love is going to fuel your personal growth and empower you to pursue your dreams. When you love yourself and you hype yourself up, right? You're kind of like, you can do this girl. Like, go ahead, go ahead. It's going to give you the courage to step outside of that comfort zone 
take a new risk and embrace new opportunities because you're kind of like, I got myself. I know I can set myself up for, for success. I know that, you know, whatever opportunity I want to pursue, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Honestly, y'all, self-love is just the key. It's the key to unlock your dreams. <laughs> In a way, it kind of is. So let me just go over the benefits one more time before we go into how to actually cultivate self-love. So one is that it's going to enhance your mental and emotional health. Two, it's going to empower us to set healthy boundaries and prioritize our self-care. Three, it's going to strengthen our relationships with others. And four, it's going to fuel our personal growth and empower us to pursue our dreams and passions. Now, none of these ideas are 100% unique and independent from one another. I think they're very interdependent and they work together, right? Like you fueling your personal growth and empowering yourself to pursue your dreams is in a way setting those boundaries and prioritizing your self-care because personal growth could be a part of your self-care journey and when you are pursuing something it it kind of lasers your focus and it causes you to set boundaries so all of these are intertwined but very important to consider so let's jump into how to cultivate (laughs) self-love All right, so at this point, you're probably saying, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you, Quee, but I'm not seeing it. How can I do this? Or you're probably saying, I already love myself. She can't tell me nothing. That is cool. That's fine and that's dandy. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. So let's keep going about how to cultivate the self-love. Just some, I guess, the tangible things that you can do. Because right now, it's just this abstract concept. And before I go into it, I know this can be a bit of information overload because I've already talked a lot. So feel free to feel free to pause me, process, come back. Um, and this is a bit longer than my usual episodes. So let's continue. All right. So how to cultivate self-love. First and foremost, stop comparing yourself to others. We have an apple. We have an orange. Let's compare them. There is no need to compare them. Yes, both of them are fruit, just like you are a person and the person you would compare yourself to is a person. Um, But back to an apple and an orange, they look completely different. They have different tastes. The nutrition is different in each of them. Both come in different varieties. Both are used for different purposes. Both come from different regions. There, there's nothing else these two have in common except for the fact that they are both fruit. If I'm able to name all the differences between an apple and an orange, why can't you see the difference between you and the homegirl coming up on your For You page? The, the, the quote, the saying, comparison is the thief of joy, never really meant much to me until I actually found myself in a position where I was comparing myself to other people. And I was just like, hey, she has that. She's done this. And I've done this and I've done that. This means I need to do this because she's happy in her life. She has this. So I need to have this in my life. That is completely false. 
when you stop comparing yourself to other people, you're able to see the beauty in yourself and in your own life because you're no longer admiring someone else's beauty and light. That's one. Number two, we've already kind of touched on this, but stop the negative talk. So in ABCs for baddies, I talked about power of the tongue. It, it it is it is wild when you realize the things you say and you think to yourself because those are the things that are actualized. You, you can call it manifestation. You can call it prayer. Either way, it is you talking, thinking things, and manifesting those things, wishing those things into your life. So just become aware of your inner dialogue and challenge the negative self-talk. Replace the critical thoughts and all the negative things you say about yourself with positive and supportive statements. Um, Keep reminding yourself, like sometimes I have to sit and I have to be like, what have I done so far? Remind yourself that you are that beep and nothing, nothing else will even matter, right? So I've just become super cautious about the things I say to myself, the things I say about my situations, because your brain literally doesn't know. Studies have told us for years, the brain cannot tell the difference between reality and what is actually imagined. This is also why I had to stop watching so many scary movies and listening to so much true crime. Like, if you know me, you know, I love to put on a scary movie. I get too scared now because now my brain's kind of like I can feel the I can feel my nervous system and it's like I don't like that feeling anymore so your brain doesn't know that this is this is just a movie right you know but your brain is actually processing that and you becoming traumatized so say nice things to yourself believe nice things about yourself and that's what you do to people you love right you love yourself so start start to cultivate more positive number three how to cultivate self-love nourish your mind and your body and your soul nourish nourish it what is nourishment for your mind challenging it reading exercising it your body exercising it feeding it the right things your soul spending time with the people you love doing the things you love being mindful slowing down meditating this is self-care but repackaged i repackaged it for y'all this time i didn't say take care of yourself i said nourish your mind body and soul okay so take care of yourself your entire self that's how you, you you start to take care of things. You start to love it. Do that with yourself. Number four is get to know yourself. So set that time aside for some self-reflection. You know, we love a good, we love a good self-reflection. At one point in my podcast, I ended with like a journal question or something of that sort. But you don't need my prompts. I can give you prompts. I have a freebie linked in the show notes that'll give you some prompts it's like five five days of journaling you can easily use those to kickstart your journaling process if you don't journal already journaling meditation just set some time aside where you can gain insight into your emotions the things you desire the things you need because it takes sitting still sometimes to actually say oh this is what i actually need he he you know so take that time to get to know yourself spending time with yourself Number five, 
surround yourself with other self-loving individuals said this earlier surround yourself with people who support you and uplift you and in turn you do the same for them we're building positivity in our lives and i need to tell myself this more like because i think this is something that i need i need more community i need more self-loving community around me because again i talked about the influences it can influence you and it's hard to do this journey by yourself it's hard to become this better and best version of yourself by yourself so definitely seeking out those relationships that are going to encourage your personal growth and your well-being with that with that the caveat is you have to limit your exposure to negative influences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, seek out all the positivity, but that doesn't mean you bring more positive in and you keep the negative because sometimes the negative can definitely outweigh the positive. So let's do the right thing for ourselves, sis. That also means social media, okay? which is going to get you into that comparison and self-doubt energy, that's a no from me, okay? So that that's number five. And then finally, number six is celebrate your wins. Make a huge deal out of yourself. Celebrate yourself, your wins, give yourself credit and validate yourself. Now, the reason it's important to celebrate your own wins is because when you wait on other people to acknowledge you, it leaves room for you to slither, slither, imagine yourself slithering into the people pleasing category. Okay. We don't want to wait on other people to acknowledge us. We don't want to wait on other people to validate us all the time. Now, is it exhausting to always acknowledge your own self and to realize that the people around you aren't acknowledging the things you've done or celebrating you? Yes. Yes, it is exhausting. But I have to tell myself that sometimes people are, and this is true, people are in their own worlds. People are doing the same thing that you are doing, trying to learn to love themselves more, trying to master this thing called life. So they look at you probably and they're like, she has it all together. She doesn't need me. I'm trying to get it together. So I think it's also important to realize that when you feel like the people in your life aren't there for you or they aren't showing up because nothing in this life is black and white, there is gray. There's a lot of gray. So I talk a lot about, you know, getting rid of the negative people, but actually step outside of yourself, step, step outside of yourself and look to see what other people may be experiencing when they're around you, you know, like maybe they feel like, dang, she has a lot going on for herself. She is winning right now. And I want to get myself together. Right. So it's not that they aren't showing up for you, aren't celebrating you. It could be that they feel like you already got it made. You don't need their validation. You don't want their validation, but hey that happens that's when communication happens that's when you have to communicate with people like hey I realized that I did this thing and 
you weren't there or it hurt me when you didn't acknowledge it. And that's okay for you to say you were hurt. It doesn't have to be anything other than that. And then they can tell you like, hey, I was busy with this. Like, I was really proud of you. Like, I meant to reach out, whatever the case may be. But don't forget to celebrate yourself and be there for yourself. This is setting the tone for how other people are going to treat you too. Like, if people already know that you you love to celebrate yourself when you do something like you want to shout it out, then they will. For instance, another example, like me, whenever I do accomplish something, I don't like to talk about it really. And that could be bad. That could be, I don't know what it is. It could be bad. I prefer to kind of just slide it in. And I think sometimes people feel a little slighted. They're like, why didn't you tell me? Like, why, why'd you keep it a secret? And it's really just more comfortable for me to know I did it and to celebrate with myself because I've, I don't know. Honestly, that could be another topic. Sometimes accomplishing things makes me feel insecure. It could be the people I'm around making me, not making me feel insecure, but the people I'm around, I just feel like maybe they wouldn't be happy for me. That's another topic. That's another topic. Anyways, let's jump into the challenges that you will face on this self-love journey. If you've been enjoying this episode, whatever app you are listening to, please leave a rating and a review for the podcast. So let's jump into the last part about the challenges that come along with learning to love yourself. Why don't I put a T at the end of that? Okay. Number one is uh, facing those deep-seated beliefs and challenging them. I've talked about the the self, why did I forget the word? The self like degre- degradation <laughs> that is so common in our society, right? So it can be hard to love yourself in a society where you wear undermining yourself and undermining self-love in general is so accepted we're all humans with biases strong beliefs about ourselves and these messages and stories can come from narratives that we've told ourselves or that others have constantly told us so they just become second thought second nature to us right so to remove and replace the negative beliefs that you have is hard because in a sense you're going to be reprogramming your mind so all the past trauma emotional wounds all that can just be there and it'd be like "Mm, girl no no ma'am we're not going to heal from that so the the biggest challenge to say that in an easier way is yourself the biggest challenge is going against what you've believed your entire life and saying I am going to rewrite my narrative. That's the first biggest challenge. Number two, we've talked about this. Third time's a charm. Comparison and other influences. So comparing yourself to others, especially in this social media age, it it is a thing. It's a significant thing. We often compare ourselves to curated and idolized portrayal of others' people's. And that can make us sometimes feel inadequate or trigger some self-doubt. 
back to ABCs for baddies. Because if you didn't listen to those episodes, you should go give them a listen. You was for unfollow. And I told you to unfollow your triggers. If a person or a page bothers you and triggers you and negatively affects you so much, unfollow it, whether it be on social media or in real life. Easier said than done in real life. I know, like, you just can't unfollow somebody like that in real life. But low-key, you can. Low-key, you you can. If someone doesn't make you feel good, there's no reason to continue said relationship. And then the last challenge I'll say in loving yourself is confusing your needs with your wants. And I think this is huge. Loving yourself doesn't always mean giving yourself what you want because sometimes your wants aren't fulfilling. So that means you need to be disciplined enough to provide yourself with your needs. A very simple example. I love cake. Cake, me and cake, we are tight, okay? Like, there's never a time that I don't want. uh, There are times, but if you offer me cake, I'll be like, yeah, I always want cake. Do I need all that sugar? Do I need all those calories? Do I need the effects that I feel after eating so much cake? No, I do not need it. Self-care isn't me sitting and indulging in cake whenever I want to. Self-care is me saying, I don't need cake. I don't need it right now. Like I know I have a goal and cake does not fit said goal right now. And there's no reason for me to eat cake. There's no reason. So I um, want to wrap up this episode with kind of my own story, a synopsis of my self-love journey. And I think my entire life, not I think, my entire life, looking back, I've always liked myself. But truly loving myself didn't happen until I was around 25, 20, 24, 25, 26, that, that little era when my brain was fully developing per, but up until that point, I never really had to stand on my own, right? I had a lot of external validation, but my internal validation meter had not been built up yet. So I always felt validated by something, right? By school. I had been in school by the whole time in that entire time. I was either validated by the relationship I was in. I felt validated by my accomplishments because I'm always achieving things. I'm just like, yeah, I was validated by what my family thought of me. They thought I was the smart girl who could do no wrong. Like I just had this image around me. Um, but then after I got my master's degree, right, I was kind of done. I did my thing and I was like, oh, what comes after this? Like, what do I do? Like I, I went in, I went to school again. Like, what do you, what do I do? Like I hadn't been working towards anything. I was also at the tail end of realizing that I was in an extremely toxic relationship. So I was also kind of like, oh, like, what do you? What's this thing? Like, how do I not be in a relationship? What do I do? Um, I think I was also like my friends and I were going in different career paths as well. So it was like, who am I? I, I had been faced for the first time to decide or try to think, 
who am I? And I actually had to then create myself because I think when we leave all the communities and the support systems that we've created for ourselves, you have to look at yourself and say, who am I? What do I contribute? Who am I outside of all of that? So I'd say, who is Quenisha? What does she like? What doesn't she like? What will she tolerate? What path did I want to follow? What was I capable of? Like, who was I outside of all of that external validation? And on top of all that, I forgot to mention, I was also getting tired of teaching. At this point, I was like, all my life, I want to be a teacher. I've been a teacher and I don't want to do it anymore. So I then was like, oh, I have to find like new careers because up until that point, a piece of me thought I'd be in the classroom until retirement because I thought that's what you were supposed supposed to do but I mean of course life so this is when I kind of started my self-exploration phase right I'm starting to get to the core of who I am what I like to do so I started trying different workouts on my own I started traveling with friends more I was going on dates for fun I actually started celebrating myself prior to that I hadn't really celebrated my birthday like for the first thing right it was always like oh I think because my birthday's in the summer like I never really had the chance to I don't know do something with it because I was in school and during the summer when I'm at home I'm not around my friends so it's like what do I do so now it's kind of like oh I'm an adult I have people around me year round so I started celebrating my birthday for the first time setting boundaries with people which was kind of weird. And I saw distance happening between me and other people. And it was because it's not that I'm being mean. It's just, that's not what I want to do. Like that doesn't serve me and really figuring out what worked for me. So all of those difficult moments I went through led to me falling in love with myself more. I started to recognize my own worth outside of those tangible things I talked about earlier, all those tangibles and all those accolades. So I wasn't in school. I wasn't a teacher anymore. I sort of started to just stop caring what other people thought about me because it was just like at the end of the day, it is me with me by myself. You know, I am the most, I am the person that I have to face. So I have to accept who I am and what I am doing. I started to treat myself with more kindness and compassion. Like I started to say, it's okay if you don't do everything all in one. Like I'm not, I'm not a perfectionist, but I think I have perfectionist um, tendencies. So all that was going on. I was becoming more aware of my flaws. I was seeing that I know I am critical. I'm critical of myself and others. I know I started to see how emotionally closed off. I get with people, especially like when I first meet them or if people do something to me, I immediately withdraw. Like I am not, there is no coming back. And I recognize that. And I'm not saying it's perfect, but I am very well of my flaws and I accept them and I come with the flaws and I work through them. So going through all that up until this point now, I think I'm at a point where I can write this episode right? I can talk about what it means to love yourself because I've gone through ups and downs of learning to love myself and who I am right now is who I want to be. 
that is so it's corny and i feel like it was in a song but it's so serious like the girl i am right now is the girl i've always wanted to be now that image of course will always change like i said we are forever evolving forever changing so in 10 years i'm not going to want to be the same person right and i'm going to have to go through another self-love journey of loving who I am and still accepting it and growing and changing. So it's a never ending process. But I would say around that 25, 26 age range is when I was kind of like, huh, I am an individual. What do I do with that? So very long episode. I appreciate y'all coming back. Welcome back. Um, Next week, I will be talking to you guys about not dimming your light. So make sure you go into the show notes there. I'll have a survey linked. If you feel like filling it out, please leave a rating review. If you feel so inclined to do so, feel free to connect with me on social media as well. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Just, just let me know, post the, post the story, post this episode to your Instagram story, tag me in it at be a better baddie. And until next time, keep being a baddie. Love you. And bye.